Real quick, we have something fun for you. We created a free Feel Good 5 checklist. These are our five go-to why not turtle steps we implement on the regular to feel good every day. A turtle step to us is something you can easily do on your worst day that will move you towards the life of your dreams. We developed this podcast to feel good through self-help and community. And if you're ready to start feeling better, here's what you need to do. Go to our website, askyourself-whynot.com. Click start here for a free instant download. These are the best feel good tips we've found and you're going to get so much value from them. Again, go to our website, askyourself-whynot.com. Click start here for a free instant download. Why not start feeling good today? what's up why notters what is up this is jayla and this is shay welcome to the ask Ask yourself Yourself, why Why not podcast the go ahead the place where you stop asking yourself why and you start asking yourself why Why not not? um and just a little tidbit we have something coming up probably next month right next month we were actually interviewed on the why not mindset and kind of how we came up with the title and kind of the thought process behind it. And yeah, yeah, so I'm excited for that to come out. Yeah. That's going to be on her fulfilled femme female podcast with uh, Cassandra Rosa. She was our guest on our last week's episode. If you want to get a sneak peek of kind of what she's all about. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So if you're curious on our, why not mindset that will be coming out in March and we will share it. So then guess what? This is, this is wrapping up our course this week, our five week course. Guys, five week course. We had some rock stars in there. Um, Truth be told, I still have to finish week five, but that's okay. Yeah, I think a lot of people are like that. It's always hard. You lose momentum the last couple Mm -hmm. weeks of a course. Um, Yeah. 
but we're just going to encourage through our energy for people to keep on going because it's not that big of a lift. Yes. Cause why not? Yeah. Why not? So that's been exciting. We've been working on making that more accessible, um, mm-hmm. to more people. So stay tuned for that. Yes. Um, and we'll definitely be launching a, um, another round too by the end of the year. Yeah. Our goal of, is June. To right? kind of, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So June is our goal, but you know, we're also working on some other things. Yep. Uh, we hope to have another in-person workshop probably within the next couple of months as well. Uh, a few of you have reached out and asked if there were any upcoming kind of Yoda, yoga, Yoda, Yoda, <laughs> yoga, meditation kind of workshops. And I'm here for it. Let's do it up. So. I am as well. Um, and if you have any ideas that yeah. you would really like to see that something you could use for that springtime kind of reboot, mm-hmm. hit us up and we will create some magic for sure for all of us. I mean, the sunshine is out. It is a beautiful day. It's supposed to yeah. be 70 today, Shay. I know. Oh, the other thing I was going to say is we got asked to read for reading across America. Uh, I know a book on mindset, um, to elementary school class in Ohio County schools here. So that's very exciting as well. I mean, I just, I just love anything about mindfulness and just anything. And if you want me to come talk about it, I will come talk about it to anybody. It doesn't matter if, if that person is five or if that person is 95. This is the type of content I could consume and speak about all day. Well, we kind of do. So we do. We, we, uh, shoot it back and forth all day, mm-hmm. but Jayla mm-hmm. sent me this quote by Abraham Hicks. If mm-hmm. you guys don't know Abraham, she was kind of our first foray into the world of manifestation. A little overwhelming at first. So yeah. Just heads up. If you guys dive into Abraham Hicks. Mm-hmm. Um, it was hard for me to kind of wrap my brain around it, especially in the beginning. Now I think we were, we'd oh, be yeah. going in, but the book that we started with, it's out, it's on our website under things that we love. It's called ask and it is given. Yeah. Um, really and, deep. Yeah. It's really deep. And you can follow the Abraham, uh, account on Instagram too. For I kind love of it. Oh, it's so good. And that's actually where I got this, that I, um, well, I guess it's a really long quote if I want to say it's a yeah. quote, but it's a quote, baby. Let's read it. Okay. By paying attention to the way you feel and then choosing thoughts that feel the very best, you are managing your own vibration, which means you are controlling your own point of attraction, which means you are creating your own reality. It's such a wonderful thing to realize that you can create your own reality without sticking your nose in everybody else's and that the less attention you give to everybody else's reality, the purer your vibration is going to be, and the more you are going to be pleased with what comes to you. And that ladies and gentlemen Mm. is what I believe. I believe this. Yes. I really, really believe this quote. And I think the thing that stood out for me the most was like being pure about what you actually desire when you're paying less attention to what's going on around you. I think of it too, because, you know, we all have people that we idolize and mm-hmm. that, um, you know, we just think are kick-ass people, you mm-hmm. know, things that they're doing and you're like, wow, like I want to do that, you know, but in reality, like Orzo's chiming in, he's really passionate about it too. Um, but in reality, uh, and I kind of have said that I'm going to really pay attention this year into what aligns with me and what 
gives me the most value to my true self. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think that kind of is what resonates with me with this quote, like it's not so much as paying attention to what you should be doing or Mm -hmm. what even the people you idolize are doing. It's like, what speaks your truth and what you want to do? Yeah. It takes energy to judge other people. It takes Mm -hmm. energy to worry about what they're thinking about you. It takes energy to like talk badly or gossip about other people. So if we look at life or each day as, you know, getting the best out of our own energy, the best way that you could spend it would be to focus on yourself and understanding yourself. Yeah. Um, So that's what we're going to talk about today a little bit with emotions. And then we're going to talk about envy, turning envy into inspiration. Yes. I feel like we are kind to, we're like experts on thoughts. I feel like, and I kind of have dove into wanting to know more about the relationship between your emotions, your thoughts, and your behaviors, which brings me to, um, I've just started the Atlas of the Heart by Brene Brown, Mm -hmm. and it's mapping meaningful connection and language of human experience. And she has done studies with many, many experts on just the connection of um, communication, emotions, and your thoughts, behaviors, like Mm -hmm. just the connection between them. Um, And I'm telling you, I haven't even read that much of it yet. And my mind's already like blown. It's already open. So my friend, Angela, shout out to Angela. She was on our uh, podcast. Mm-hmm. She said she listened to one of our episodes where we were talking about our meeting with the West Banco um, women yes. re- regarding the uh, women's summit. And she said, cause I was saying that after that meeting, I kind of had a different energy than Jayla. Um, my energy was more of, I, I'm not sure if they want to work with us. You know, it was, it was more insecure. And she said, what I think you were experiencing was mm-hmm. a vulnerability hangover. Yes. And you guys should read Atlas of the Heart by Brene Brown because she talks about Yes. That. And I love when people recommend books. I have a whole stack of them. And I'm so glad I grabbed the one that she recommended. Yeah. It's kind of really resonating in what I want to understand. Yeah. Well, what, what you sent me the other day, I thought was really good um, with regards to- I sent you a lot, Shay. How we grew up. <laughs> And most of us aren't growing up knowing what emotions that we're experiencing. Actually, I'm just going to read that paragraph, right? I I think that's perfect. Because, you know, I, I always tell people I didn't have a bad upbringing, but it's just kind of hard to explain. You know what? You're just going to have to bring it up in that. Yeah, I'll bring it up on my, it's right here. I a good highlighter. Is this the one? Yes, it says. And I feel like this is probably a lot of households in like the 80s and 90s. Mm-hmm. And even you know still. What I mean? Or yes, still. Yeah. But um, it says, first, nothing, and I mean nothing, was discussed or normalized in my family. Not feelings or fears or periods or friend problems mm-hmm. or puberty or money issues or extended family members who struggled with addiction and mental health issues. Nothing. We are all good. Any question or attempt to understand the things that were clearly not good was immediately shut down in punitive ways. Mm -hmm. For children, it's easy for everything to become a source of shame Mm -hmm. when nothing is normalized. You assume that if no one is talking about it, then it must just be you. And that's kind of like aha to me because I kind of 
when I think about it, I don't remember ever talking about big emotions with my parents and I love my parents and I didn't have a bad upbringing, but um, she also speaks in the book too, that it's either it was intense love or it was intense rage. Mm -hmm. And it's just crazy because we don't really name our emotions to where we can even communicate them. So it's like they wear either one of three hats and it's like happy, sad or angry. Yeah. And that's it. Yeah. And I can think of times in school. Like, so I I told my kids when I was in second grade, I got in trouble because I wrote on the bathroom wall. Right. Yeah. And we had, and I got caught. It was like me and some other friends, you know, with a permanent marker. And that was like atypical behavior. I wasn't a kid that typically got caught, but I had to stand in the hallway with my nose, you know, to the, to the wall. And while the kids did the walk around me and the shame that you feel in that moment is brutal, yeah. you know, but if you have the emotions and my mom did fine with this, but like, if you have um, emotions as a parent to say, Hey, this is a normal part of growing up. This is not the right thing to do. You did it. And now you realize that that, Mm -hmm. you know, you you didn't like what it felt like when you got caught and that's okay. Versus like you internalizing that as I'm a bad kid. I'm bad. Yeah. Yeah. I, I must be terrible. And then you just spiral in that shame. It's, it's interesting. I was trying to relate it to childhood. Oh, I know. And I just feel like college and I I even feel like too, like now that I'm a parent too, I'm glad that I read that because I was like, I, I don't really, you know, I don't sit my kids down and kind of talk to them about any emotions, but like, Hey, are, are you, are you feeling sad today? You know, I even only communicate on that level too. I'm not know? sure I'm skilled enough yet no. to understand all the emotions. Well, that's that why we're reading this dang book, Shay. Yes. Yeah. Um, but there was a, another thing I wanted to read out of it too, because it really was kind of like a aha thing um, to me. She, they had a lot of uh, surveys done over the course of five years. They collected surveys for more than 7,000 people and they wanted them to kind of name what kind of emotions and stuff that they were having, why they were experienced things. And the average number of emotions that were named over this whole period during all these different experiences that they were given, mm-hmm. um, there were only like three happy, right. sad, and angry. And I just think that blows my mind. And she like brings attention to us as humans. It's hard for us to even connect to ourselves or even to even go to beyond that and connect with another person if we're not able to like communicate our emotions yeah like because if you think about it there are other emotions besides those there's shame disappointment awe disgust stress love overwhelm like these Mm -hmm. are all emotions um but we always put hats on our emotions and say we're happy we're sad or we're angry oh that is good and like you said as a parent And even as a colleague, like if you have a colleague that you're having a rough relationship with, understanding your emotions in that relationship and being Mm -hmm. able to actually identify them, that would elevate your level of like relationships and communication. And I feel like when you do shadow work, that's when a lot of that comes out. Like you really break down on your triggers yeah, and what your triggers what it's coming from. Like, there's a lot of times I'll get set upset over something and then I'll be like, I'll just sit with myself for a moment and I'll be like, okay, Jayla, you're not really upset about that. 
but what is it, what is from like your past or what is from, you know, a part of your childhood or when you're in college or something that like, this is being triggered from, like, mm. that's what you really need to address, you know? Mm-hmm. And I wish I could think of a good example. Yeah, no, I, I, I can relate to, I think many people can relate to that. This is fascinating. I know she's done a ton of work um, with regards to human emotion. And when we, when Angela brought up that vulnerability hangover, I oftentimes think about like, if you're interviewing for something or like you interview all the time for houses mm-hmm. and you leave and then you're like, oh my gosh, I shouldn't have said this. Oh, yeah. Or what are they going to think about it when I said this? I do think that that's probably part of a vulnerability hangover. Too, exactly. I mean, you ever see those memes where it's like, oh, I'm laying in bed. If you don't think I think about it, um, 10 years ago, I, I yeah. think of that silly thing that I said, and I do that. I'll think of things that I said like 10 years ago oh, to yeah. people where I'm like, Jayla, what the hell? I will have conversations like with my customers in my day job. And then I'll call a colleague and be like, oh my gosh, do you think they're going to think this because I said this, but it's just, it's was helpful to have that language of a vulnerability hangover. Cause you do, you put yourself out there sometimes. Oh yeah. I just did it yesterday. I mm-hmm. posted something on social media and I, I was with um my husband and I was like, does this sound really corny? And he was right. like, he goes, well, that's, that's so you. I yeah. put, um, I posted a picture of me and I was wearing hot pink and hearts. And I said, um, posted it on my realtor page. And I said, I'm, I'm full of love and ready to handle your real estate needs. I love it. And after I posted it, I'm like, wow, people are probably, I was like, does this sound like super weird? And he's like, well, uh-huh. you're pretty corny. So I'm like, <laughs> I know, but we all second guess ourselves. So like having that language is good. But so I think what's going to be even helpful is having the language that we get from this book to identify our emotions. And then the connection helpful. between our emotions and our behaviors. Yes. And you can, you can say up, I'm in a shame spiral or up. I'm in a, you know, you know, I'm in awe. They say, if you name them too, you can kind of like get rid of it faster. Oh yeah. I can, you know, clear it like that pod that, um, yeah. Was a podcast I sent you by, did you listen to that one yesterday? I sent by Mel Robbins. It was so good. And it was that ego brain that like tells you you're not, your imposter syndrome tells you you're not good enough and stuff. And she, um, she told, told the audience to that person that is speaking to you in your head, telling you that you're not good enough. You're not smart enough. That is not you. That is maybe somebody in your, your past or something that have said something to you, maybe not that exact word, but you believed it then and it's still in there. So that voice is not you. And she says to name it, um, and I named mine rhubarb. I don't know. Is that a vegetable? Probably. I don't it know. It is rhubarb pie. My grandma. So I named it. mine rhubarb. And she said, whenever that voice comes in, kind of like laugh at it, like rhubarb, like, yeah. come on, you my, know, I, I named mine asshole. <laughs> well, okay. That's, I, listen here, asshole. Shut the hell up. You went a little like bam. And I went <laughs> a little like vegetable, but <laughs> A rhubarb. Well, I've learned during, during all this work that whatever pops in your mind, first, don't judge it. Just yeah. don't judge it and just roll with it. Like we both did higher self um, meditations and my higher self was a tiger and yours. Was, 
mine was well myself but I was like super fit and I had a yoga outfit on and I had my hair pulled up on top of my head with a long braid and I never wear my hair like that that's badass though that's like very um J-Lo vibes with that really long braid but I told Shay during this meditation it had you go to like a beautiful a, place. a beautiful place yeah. where you just felt your best and I was sitting in a damn jungle me I was in it outside for sure like a yeah. rainforest kind mm-hmm. of jungle um and then she started saying like you probably hear ocean waves and I'm like okay nope I'm in a jungle <laughs> and then I looked around in my jungle and there were um like jungle animals there but I told Shay they weren't like an actual zebra it was like a cartoon zebra uh-huh. so I'm like what the heck's that mean? But I don't know. I was, it was just where your mind was surrounded by a lot of cartoon jungle animals in my jungle. Well, you were in my higher self meditation. You were in mine. Oprah and Chopra were there. Yeah. <laughs> I had Lewis Howe, Gabby, Gabby Burns, yep, all those people. So we, we are protected. Anyways, if you want to learn more about the higher self meditation, we can, uh, we can link that the one that we did. Yeah. I wanted to talk about in this kind of goes back to the quote or in the beginning that you gave from Abraham Hicks about like mm-hmm. staying in your own lane. I'm still reading this book because I'm a slow reader. I'm almost done. The manifest it's called, it's called manifest seven steps to living your best life. Um, and she talked about envy, right? Which I guess would be an emotion. Yes. I'm assuming name that emotion. Yeah. And how you can turn envy into inspiration. And her whole thing in this chapter was like, we live in a society that really it's easy to feel envious because Mm -hmm. we have social media, right? We have access to celebrities that we've Mm -hmm. never had access. And everyone plays their highlight reel. Yep. Everyone plays their highlight reel. She gave this example. She's like, I've known friends that have put beautiful pictures up of themselves on vacation with their loved one. And then they're like, going to break up. They're like, yeah, we're, we're not going to work out. She's like, what? Your vacation looked amazing. So like you said, it's that highlight reel. But when you feel envy, it is a sign that that is something that you want in your life. Yes. Uh, yep. And How do you feel about that? I feel great about it because just like in that Mel Robbins, she said, you shift it to, it's something you want, but if she could have it, then I can have it. Mm-hmm. Or if they can have it, I can have it because what can be for one can be for all. Yeah. So when you notice that, a simple trick to do is to go, okay, I'm envious of this person versus talking about them going down this like low vibration spiral where yeah. you're, you know, going negative on, oh, well, they probably are in debt or, you know, they probably don't even love each other, whatever negative vibration you're going into <laughs> recognize that that is maybe something that you want for your own life. And then just flip it and say, wow, I want to manifest that too. It's great that they have a job where they have flexibility and they can work a side hustle. I want that too in my life Mm -hmm. and then manifest it in that way. So simple little tool. Yeah. That I think we could do. No, I love that. I think we have, we've talked about that before. Yep. She said a, a quote you can use is this is something I want. This is something I know I deserve. And this is something I want to manifest as well. So you just kind of flip it on its head. So if you feel jealous mm-hmm. it might be something that you want and then if it's if, if it can happen for one it can happen for all yeah and i i like this little <laughs> paragraph that she said too because when you look on social so say 
like Jayla and I, we could say, oh my God, there's so many professional development podcasts out there. There's so many people that are motivationally speaking. We could get caught in this whole spiral of there's not enough room, that scarcity mindset. And then that would just be paralyzing. Like we wouldn't move ourselves forward at all, Mm -hmm. but you can flip it. Um, instead of being triggered every single time and go, okay, if it's possible for them, it's possible for us too. And we're just going to put ourselves out there because it's ultimately what feels good. And you're getting one step closer to the life that you ultimately want to live. Yes. And I got a quote from the motivational app last night that goes with that. And I can't believe I didn't send it to you. It's um, if it's not you, then who, and we've said that before, but true. Like, you know, yeah, we're all just human beings here. Um, energy beans, you know, what's, what can happen for one can happen for all. I really honestly believe that I do. When you start to embody that in any profession, in any way of your life, like parenting, it just becomes like more abundant and less of a, you know, a panicked mindset. So just make the choice to constantly, you know, turn your envy into inspiration. Another little tool that we teach to in our course, when it comes to social media is when you're looking at feeds and they don't make you feel good, you can mute them and you can start to curate your social to feed your, um, your goals in your life. So if you really want to travel a lot, you follow people that are doing that lifestyle and you turn that envy into inspiration say, yes, I deserve a life like that too. I'm ready Mm -hmm. to manifest it. So little tips there, but that's it. You got a why not of the day. Um, why not? read a book out of your comfort zone because this book, it's going to be blowing my mind. I know it is. And you know what? It's going to force me to do a lot of uncomfortable work. I know it is. Mm -hmm. Um, There's this one quote that I sent to Shay too, and I'm going to read it because it really hit me too. And it made me feel like, wow, I, I were, I do a lot of work on this work. Mm -hmm. I do a lot of work on this work. Um, But this really hit me too. And it, it just, you just constantly got to freaking work on yourself, you know, constantly. Um, but let me find it because I send You're you a so, lot. We're of so stuff. much better than we were, but yes, Lord knows says, where we can go. Understanding and feeling the edges brings grace and clarity. The edges taught me that the more I used alcohol, food, mm-hmm. work, caretaking, and whatever else I could get my hands on to numb my anxiety and my vulnerability, the less that I would understand my feelings, thoughts, and behaviors. Mm. I finally realized that trying to outrun and outsmart vulnerability and pain is choosing a life defined by suffering and exhaustion. Oh, I think that hits so good. It does hit so good. Yeah. We've all used different forms, whether it's throwing yourself into work or exercise or alcohol, whatever it is, just doing, not telling anything, anybody know, like, um, so why not read a book that's out of your comfort zone? Uh, Because this is really guys, this is going to really make me do a lot of work on myself and I'm going to be sharing it with you. Yeah. And, and on that whole book thing, I'm not the best damn reader in the world. Me either. And you aren't either. It's not like it's easy per se. Mm-mm. I love the fact that we have access to books on audio and in person. So why not make the time to just read something that you, in an area of your life, you want to grow in. We're both listening to, um, Napoleon Hill think and, and grow, grow rich. rich. Mm-hmm. And it's really good too. Um, mm-hmm. so I recommend that one as well. We listened to, what was it? The devil one. 
uh, outwitting the devil, yeah, outwitting the devil. That one was mind blowing. Yeah. It's really, really, really good opportunities for you to, you know, partake in this kind of information. This is a lot longer than we anticipated. It is. And listen, our next episode, we are going to have a clairvoyant joining us, Katie, yeah. Katie. So stay tuned for that. This is the ask, ask yourself, yourself. Why not podcast? Do the work. Do the wait, what do the work? Believe. Believe and receive, baby. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Take care. This is Shay. This is Shayla. If you enjoyed listening to this episode, share it with a friend or give us a great review. Yes. And also, if you have an idea for a show, please share it with us. We really love to know what our community um, thinks about the episodes that we're creating as well. Yeah, what our listeners are enjoying listening to. Yeah, that really helps us create better content for you. Yeah, absolutely. As always, thank you for listening to the Ask Ask Yourself Yourself Why Not Podcast. Podcast.